This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to episode three of Matt D'Elia is Confused. I'm excited about this episode. I fucking love the subject of this episode. And it scares the shit out of me and it's super funny and it's super fucking confusing. And that's what this show is all about. My guest is an expert on the subject. My guest, his name is Travis View. Uh, he is a QAnon researcher. That doesn't mean he's a believer. It means he's a researcher. Uh, and he's a writer. He's, he recently wrote uh, an, uh, an article for the Washington Post about QAnon. And uh, that's the subject we tackle, uh, QAnon. Um, QAnon, for those who don't know, is a wild, insane right-wing conspiracy theory that's basically, I mean, we get into it in the episode, so I don't want to fucking sell that up the river, but basically says Donald Trump is saving the world from the deep state that currently controls it. Deep state includes people from fucking Hillary Clinton to obviously George Soros and obviously Hollywood elites uh, who are satanic and depraved and do terrible things to children. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking insane. And uh, I kind of can't get enough of it. It's been my like obsession of, of this year so far. I just I, 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 I can't believe people believe this shit. Um, but. When things are confusing and times are desperate, people will believe the wildest shit. And this is fucking wild. And Travis knows everything there is to know about it. So let's just get into it. Uh, okay, this is episode three of Matt D'Elia is Confused with QAnon researcher Travis View. Okay. Matt Well, let's officially kick this off. Um, I'm Matt D'Elia, host of Matt D'Elia is Confused. I have uh, guest Travis View here with me, and I've been a fan of his for a while on Twitter and following him, reading a lot uh, of what he writes. But Travis, if you want to introduce yourself, um, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. My name is Travis View. I'm the uh, co-host of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. I also track the development of the wild adventures of the QAnon conspiracy theory on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Uh, QAnon is something that I have been aware of for a long time, but and I talk about it a lot with friends, yeah. family, everywhere I can. But I'm 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 fascinated by the people who know it, really know it, mm -hmm. and the people that don't know it are like, what is that? And it really takes a minute for them to even understand. Like I was actually I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend, and she because we're both staunchly on the left, it was hard for her to even understand that. Trump was like the hero of this thing because to her it's like there's no there's no fucking way that that's even possible. So just maybe broadly, I'm sure some people don't know about QAnon. I know that's your area of expertise. So yeah, if you could just give us the, the general bone structure of it. Sure, sure. Mind. I mean, yeah. like the sort of like my sort of like ten second explanation sure, of what yeah. QAnon is is like it's the belief that military intelligence officials post coded messages that predict the future on a message board mo used mostly by pedophiles and white supremacists. Right. Okay. So so. 
we know who's maybe prone to accepting this as fact, right? Yes, yes. That is certainly uh, uh, people of a certain um, predispositions and mindset accepting of it. That's right. sort of like the two-second sort of explanation. Like more broadly, is sort of the belief that the entire world is run by a cabal of, um, of a pedophile um, cult. And, um, and uh, this – this worldwide pedophile cult, they control basically everything. They control Hollywood and the media and all major politicians that you think are sort of elected and independent. But, of course, they're not. They're on puppet strings right. by, the, by this cabal. And, um, and this sort of uh, – this, all of this evil would have continued uh, indefinitely were it not for the election of Donald Trump. Of course. <laughs> Donald Trump in, this, in the QAnon story knows all about uh, the evil cabal and um, how they – uh, you know, uh, traffic children and uh, do all sorts of unspeakably horrible things. And he is working with uh, a group of military intelligence officials known as Q Team to put a stop to it. And so uh, <laughs> Q Team, they, uh, in order to inform the public about what's really going on, because you can't, because Trump just can't come out and say it for some reason. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be reported in the mainstream mockingbird media. They are delivering what's really going on in coded messages on 8chan and, and uh, for those who aren't familiar, like 8chan is like – it's one of the – like the it's, it's almost the dark web. It's right, like as right. close as you can be to the dark web without technically being the dark sure, web. Sure, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's worse than – it's 4chan. So, it's, so the idea is that he's posting these coded messages. And so there's this fairly weirdly large community of people who uh, basically take these what they call Q-drops, which are the individual posts, right. and they decode them or bake them basically. They they say because they say that these posts are breadcrumbs <laughs> that you bake. Again, this is not how you bake bread. As I often – it's very, Correct. very confused metaphor. But, you don't uh, need to be a baker to know that. I'm not a baker and I know that too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So yeah, the idea is that that's – the idea is that there's this tiny community who – by interpreting these weird cryptic uh, posts on 8chan, can basically know how this evil cabal is being dismantled by Trump. Right, right. And so when when did Q, let's, I mean Q, I, I hesitate to even call him by the name it or they want us to call it or they, but when did this start? Good. Yeah, yeah the very first uh, Q drop, as it was called, Happened on October twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Okay, and um, this was um, it w- this was a post that basically promised that um, that uh, that Hillary Clinton's arrest was imminent, and that it was sort of a cue cl- claim that Hillary was going to flee the country. Right, and uh, this is the National Guard is going to be activated, and it promised lots of things that. Uh, never came true. And this is kind of the, the, the craziest thing about Q, considering how big it's gotten. Mm-hmm. The very first post promised the imminent arrest of Hillary Clinton, which did not happen. So false, false prediction straight out of the gate. Right. Yes. What, so in, if I know this is a growing movement. This is not like – it's getting bigger and bigger. Is that right? The, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially um, in, in light of the recent uh, – arrest of uh, Epstein Jeffrey thing. Epstein, yeah. who uh, the QAnon community feels very validated by, right. uh, by, by that. They feel, that uh, they feel like this is sort of Trump's doing, basically, right, helping right, right. him bring this, this actually legitimate, super powerful um, child trafficker who escaped justice to justice. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I say, is, there's really no hard data on how big the QAnon community is, right. but it, it has certainly been growing, and it feels like it's going to continue to grow. So then, uh, I mean, the thing I think, the first thing that really kind of trips me up when I think about I think about myself and what it would take to possibly believe it, as you kind of alluded to, 
they'd have to be right about some things. So out of the gate, they're just really wrong. Yes. Okay. So then how do, what, what's the deal? How do you, how does someone say, well, they were wrong from the beginning. They were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong, but it's true. Like what, how does that work? Well, uh, they, uh, they, well, I mean, they're, they're, that's actually kind of like two questions. Okay. I mean, there's, you're asking like, number one, uh, I think, why do they say that they believe in QAnon despite these false predictions? And right. there's also the question of why do they actually believe right, in Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in spite of the false predictions. For sure, yeah. The, the reason that they claim that they believe that uh, Q really is an uh, entity of uh, military intelligence close to President Trump is through what they call Q-proofs. Q-proofs, okay. Q-proofs. And Q-proofs are these, uh, these sorts of these signals that they believe that Trump is sending to the QAnon community that – that Q is real. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. One thing that they often cite is that uh, they'll show lots of images of President Trump being awarded jerseys uh, from championship sports teams <laughs> okay. with the number 17 on the back. Okay. And, and uh, this is very significant to the QAnon community because they believe that uh, because uh, Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. Right. There we go. Yeah. And so they take all of these uh, these sorts of uh, – and then they show sort of previous presidents who have been pre- presented with championship jerseys. And they show that instead of like the years, they sh- show that they've been presented with uh, jerseys that have the, the presidential number on them. For example, Obama has a jersey right. from, let's say, 44 and yeah, so on and so forth. But uh, they sort of say that because Trump has been presented with a 17 jersey instead of the 45 presidential number jersey, that's a signal that he is uh, validating Q. Right. So they say that, okay, so this is sort of like it's sort of an underhanded secret code that only people in the QAnon community could possibly understand. And sort of this is Trump saying in his sort of subtle way that Q is real. Now, of course, the problem with that <laughs> is that every single time they sort of presented, they shown the 17 jersey, that was from a championship team who right. – uh, won their championship in the year 2017. Ah, that'll do it, yeah. That's a reason for a <laughs> and, and it's also not true that previous presidents have been presented with jerseys with uh, just their presidential right. number. They've also been presented with uh, jerseys that have the year on the back. So the whole thing is entirely false and confused, but that's the sort of the reason that they cite that they believe in it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the hard thing for anyone on the left as we are to, to sort of look at this, I think the inherent absurd absurdity just from the top down lies in the idea that Donald Trump is any kind of mastermind, let alone one that could think over years and years and years and plot and plan and really execute some kind of planned attack or whatever you want right. to call it. Right. And, and I think it, it, it sounds, I mean, conspiracy theories are endlessly fascinating to me. I, I, I'm always interested, but this one, just seems so inherently absurd immediately because yeah, you can watch him on TV. You can look at him. You can, it's all in your face. All of the reasons why it's not true. Right. So yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, it was like, it's like, why it's so, it seems so patently absurd. Why do they believe it? Uh, I think part of the reason that they believe it is the fact that Trump won the presidential election. Sure. And, and, and the thing is that, uh, I think that everyone in the sort of like the media and the left generally uh, really discounted him, even in the right. sort of like the establishment Republicans. Sure, yeah. When, when sort of Trump supporters and people who are, you know, in the QAnon community, perhaps the staunchest Trump supporters there are, uh, they sort of look at Trump. They see someone who was sort of doubted and sort of uh, hated by 
everyone, the sort of like the, the establishment Republicans, like, you know, Jeb Bush and stuff. Right. He was hated by the media. He was hated by the left. Everyone said it was so stupid. Obviously, this, this moron isn't going to be elected right. president. Of course, of course. I definitely but, said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Everyone yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and so, and so, but he did it anyway. Right. And so that's how they sort of, um, perceive him. They see him as someone who, who maybe appear to be, um, sort of, uh, not have a plan. He seems like he's sort of off the cuff. He may appear to be even kind of stupid sometimes, right. but, uh, but at the end of the day, he won. Right. And, uh, and, uh, that's sort of a signal that he is a genius on perhaps a, a level that his doubters don't understand. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure. You know, I, okay. So who, because when I first heard about it, I thought, who believes this? And I actually thought it must be young people who believe it. But it, tell me, I'm, I'm wrong about that, right? It's, you are, yes, you are wrong about that. I mean, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, it is mostly older people who uh, came to the internet late, let's say. Right, 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 right. Let's, yeah, boomers. Uh, boomers, 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 yeah. Fucking boomers, dude. Yeah, it's it is. Boomers. It's nuts that, yeah, again, this is... This is Something that you know the, the the eternal joke is that like you know our parents sort of warned us about like you know what might happen on the internet, not believing everything you say right. on the internet. And of course, they got swept away by just the wildest stories that they read on some sort of Facebook meme. Yeah, gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess when you don't grow up, or at least are young through the period of everything on the internet seems like it might be a scam or bullshit. I, I think also I think I've heard you talk about this on your podcast. When when somebody I know these people get most of their information on YouTube is that right? Yeah, yeah. Is is like YouTube and Facebook, right? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, YouTube has played a huge role in the sort of uh, the spread of QAnon and far right radicalization generally. Right. So okay. So when you're on YouTube and you're looking at these videos, they're the algorithm's going to suggest that you might want to watch more that are like that, right? So yes. I, I feel like if you don't have that filter on well, this smells like bullshit. It might be bullshit. You're just going to keep getting suggested more and more videos like that, right? Yeah, yeah. This is something sort of like um, that. You know that that YouTube has sort of um, been heavily criticized for is that they uh, their their main goal with that sort of that recommendation algorithm right. is to get people locked in, right? And and is to get people um, the sort of the more the most sort of exciting, titillating content for them that keeps them watching just one more video. Right, right, right. And for a certain subset of people who might be predisposed to conspiracy theories, that's going to be conspiratorial videos. Totally, that's going yeah. to keep them in their seats. And so consequently, they were recommended a lot of uh, conspiratorial videos through, uh, through YouTube. Right. I mean, honestly, when I, when I read about any of this, my instinct is actually to laugh. I mean, some of the things that they believe are genuinely ridiculous yep okay but i think i think actually you might have posted this earlier today on twitter it was an article about how this is actually ruining people's lives that are affected by almost like an addiction would or something or a cult right yeah absolutely it is extremely cult-like in the way it sort of separates people from their families i mean it uh, it's really tragic because it's 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 classic um yeah uh, cult-like thinking is that uh 
the people who sort of fall into QAnon, they genuinely feel like they are part of a incredibly powerful movement that's going to revolutionize the country right. and enter us into this glorious new age. Right, right, right. And and when you feel like you are part of that, you it imbues you with the sort of like the sense of purpose right. that's so strong that even your personal relationships become less important to you. Right, right, right. Even though it's it's just a nonsense fantasy. So yeah, so there are people who fall into this the spiral of uh, QAnon for whatever reason. It, it gives them uh, a sense of you know significance and meaning that they might not be getting otherwise in their right, life. Right, and that that has it has ruined relationships. It's very tragic. I are you? I mean, not to get to you don't have to answer this if you're not. But I, when I think of cults, I think of religion in general, and I think of when I think of like the spread of the larger religions, I get a little lost in like, okay, I understand why the first people believed, and then I understand when everyone believed why there would be more believers, even in something like Christianity or something. When I look at when I look at how it really spread spread like in the middle when like it went from a a very small amount of believers to like some that's where i get kind of tripped up i was watching this is how it connects to this i was i've been watching there's a few of the QAnon believers whose videos i've seen and they're so fucking sure about it right and if you don't have access to other material that might inform you otherwise you don't necessarily have a reason to question it when someone appears so overbearingly sure about something if you're vulnerable open to being manipulated by anything or just don't know better i don't even know if you have a reason to not believe it and even with something as ridiculous as QAnon, ridiculous seeming to us i feel like if that's the side you're on and you're constantly watching fox news or whatever you're liable to fall down the rabbit hole and it really starts to make sense to me how the belief spreads. Because if you're unhappy, you're lost, whatever. And you see someone who has an answer to the problem that you also share and gives you a reason why you have that problem, then you're liable to believe that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it really appeals to a segment of people who just sort of like generally hate the state of uh, uh, the country generally. They really right. feel like they are um, they are put upon. It's like it's very rarely uh, super successful people who believe. Sure. A few people do. There was a case, there was a very strange case of a um, of a, a couple in um, Orange, California, who mm-hmm. believe that. Um, it believed in QAnon. They they owned this huge house. But it, it, so occasionally, very successful people sure. uh, do believe in QAnon. But mostly, it's people who are struggling in their life and they don't like the way the culture is going. And they were genuinely worried that if Hillary Clinton won the election, like United States would be lost forever. It would not just it would not just adopt some policies they would not prefer. Right. It would be ruined as a country. Right. Um, and so. And so they feel like you know QAnon and sort of like Donald Trump is sort of this 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 incredible solution to all of that. He's he's going to reverse every, everything that I sort of like hate about this the cultural direction right, of the okay. United States, sure. and then usher in this uh, what they call the Great Awakening, the sort of this this grand age of prosperity and togetherness and enlightenment that um, that uh, would have never happened if Hillary won. I mean, that sounds utopian and that, that just prosperity, happiness, that sounds great, but in unity, all that sounds great. But do they even mean that? Because you look at Trump and if he's the hero, he's about as divisive as it gets. He's about as xenophobic a president that yeah. I've ever 
heard speak. So what do they mean by happiness? And you like, what is that? What are they even, what are they, is it a period like before now that they want to get back to like MAGA, make America great again? Is it that, is it something else? Like what, what do they have in, is it, or is it not even, they don't even think that far. I mean, it, it is um, uh, really sort of a make America great again. It is it is driven by it's sort of like you know, a, you know, it's like make America great again on bath salts, basically, <laughs> where 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 they they imagine they have this incredibly naive kind of nostalgic view of what the past was like, and they imagine the sort of uh, there was once in America, maybe I don't know, from between the fifties and seventies, sure. that was super sort of united and patriotic and uh, and prosperous and. Uh, uh, they like the the culture in that era sure. a little bit better, um, and um, they believe that we've just been going down the tube since then because of uh, the policies that they don't, they don't agree with. And um, and uh, Donald Trump, thanks to taking down this this worldwide cabal that's controlling everyone, is going to uh, fix the sort of the the, the real problem that's making uh, America sort of go in the wrong direction in one fell swoop. It'll just it'll sort of like happen in an instant. There'll be this mass arrest event that they call the storm. Basically. The storm, that's right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So they imagine that the, the storm will happen. Uh, all of the, uh, the the deep state pedos will be arrested in, in a, an incredible day of reckoning. They will uh, face justice in military tribunals and possibly sent to Guantanamo Bay. And then once we get rid of all of those bad guys, then we'll have this sort of this great, together, united, prosperous country once more. That is fucking incredible to me. Okay, so just backing up broader a second, I, I'm uh, in the film industry. I'm a writer and director, and 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 all this stuff makes me think. Really, ultimately, is that these people have seen too many movies, right? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, in fact, this is something that Q says in, uh, in Q posts often. It's like you are watching a movie. In fact, uh, right. and, and the idea that everything's planned out is right, sort, of right, like, right. sort of like unfolding naturally. Like by a script or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Q has even referenced individual movies such as um, uh, Godfather 3. <laughs> Incredible. What a movie to reference. Okay, yeah. it's, it's a very, of all the Godfather movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like the, the worst Godfather. Sure. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, they reference Godfather 3. Uh, they also uh, reference uh, Some of All Fears. Which is like again one wow. of the worst Tom Clancy movies. Amazing! I don't, wow, I don't wow, know wow. why that one. They they don't often reference really great movies, but uh, but yeah, they they often reference. Um, yeah, it is sort of like it feels like it, you get a sense of like just how much sort of Hollywood narratives have sort of permeated totally. into the American psyche. It's so true. Yeah, and what what I find particularly fascinating about that is that, from what I understand, at least you know better than I do, the QAnon community believes Hollywood to be a part of this cabal or at least connected to it. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they, they do believe, uh, yeah, that, that Hollywood is, um, yeah, a part of this cabal. They uphold the cabal and all the sort of like the, uh, the, all the celebrities that you see, um, where uh, where sort of they're actually being controlled by the cabal to promote cabal approved messages, basically, um, and um, amazing. Yeah, they think that they suspect that many sort of major Hollywood stars have uh, you know uh, committed uh, unspeakable travesties. One person who is who has been accused repeatedly, yeah. and this is so absurd and it's baseless, um, is is cruel even is uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, yes, yes. They the, think is in a cabal that is a pedo yeah, yeah. cabal. What the fuck? Tom Hanks is the least 
pedo-ish exactly. guy I've ever it, thought of in my life. It is. It is. And I think I almost feel like he has been targeted exactly for that reason. Right, right, right. It's like, it's like, it's like, like because he is so, you know, is so you know, innately charming and right. sort of inoffensive. Right, right, and, right. And like he seems like it seems like he is the absolutely last person who would uh, you know, do anything seriously criminal. Uh, they say I feel like if they uh, they accuse him once the, once you sort of like accuse him once you get someone who is maybe uh, very impressionable and gullible to, to believe that Tom Hanks right, of all right, people right. could be uh, uh, guilty of serious crimes against children, sure, then yeah. um, then you could sort of like you then it opens up the possibility that all of Hollywood could be could do anybody. the exact same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find that that it's almost this. I find it so fascinating how influenced by hollywood and how anti-hollywood it is to have to not have that awareness it is almost its own joke you know what i mean yeah i mean i feel like i mean this is sort of like a common theme in that in that they they often really really want approval from the uh from the institutions that they say that they hate and like right, 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 right. Um, it's it's one of those. It's like I mean, Trump is like this a lot too, where he'll he'll bash the New York Times one week and then provide provide an exclusive interview to the New York Times the totally, next week. Totally, and 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 I feel this is the sort of the same way. They they often say that they um they, they despise Hollywood and they 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 say how awful and depraved it is. But at the same time, they are moviegoers. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, uh, they, you know, they have Netflix accounts. They, they go sure. every weekend, um, and so I think this is. They hate Hollywood because they want. They basically they want Hollywood to uh, provide the sort of the entertainment that they do, right. while still sort of reflecting their personal values. Right, and they right, hate right. that that tension where they sort of their. They are they are attracted to the spectacle as like you know as we all are but sure, yeah. but uh, but they they hate that it sort of it, they feel like it promotes cultural values that don't match up with theirs. Yeah, that is. I mean, the, oh, also the what is the I, it's the we where, where we go one where we go all. yes yes where we go one <laughs> we go all. Yes, this is a the sort of the uh, the QAnon rallying cry. It was uh, originally taken from the uh, the the film White Squall. Oh, I love that! I couldn't love that more that they're stealing from White Squall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of the better movies they reference. Sure, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, they have this. Yeah, they it's very very interesting. Like, yeah, how much they sort of borrow from. The, the uh, you know movie slogans and sort of uh, sort of Hollywood sort of narrative thinking yeah and um, but also they they despise it at the same time. So the cabal we keep coming back to that word. Yeah. Who to them? Who are like the main players? Obviously, it's the Clint. It has to be the Clintons. Well, you know, there's actually there's sort of a a, a level higher than the Clintons oh. in the in QAnon world. They imagine um, this is something Q has referenced a few times. There's basically three families that they imagine control the world. There is uh, uh, the the Rothschilds family. Sorry, Charlie, stop doing that. It's my dog's being annoying. Go ahead, Rothschilds. Oh, that's right, the Rothschilds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. So, so yeah, so basically, yeah, there are uh, three three families that control the world. There is uh, the the Rothschild family. Um, the uh, Saudi royal family uh-huh. and George Soros. Oh right, and, of course, right. got to be Soros. Yeah, got yeah. to throw Soros in there, <laughs> of course. And uh, obviously, there's a pretty strong strain of anti-Semitism. It sounds like, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. It's like once you start talking, once you start talking about the Rothschild, this is a 200 year old anti-Semitic yeah. trope. Totally. Yeah. That uh, that the you know the Rothschilds uh, control the world, but it's so it's so wild. 
uh, that they still pick on the Rothschilds, even though they are not even in the top, you know, a hundred wealthiest families anymore. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, so so that's so, the very top. Yeah, so this is the very top. So these are like the main players. They still think that like uh, like Rothschilds and yeah. Uh, George Soros, Saudi royal family, they are the puppet masters and they control everyone. And sort of a layer below that, that's when you have people like Hillary Clinton who are sort of like working in the interests of this sort of the evil cabal. Okay. Okay. So that – okay. And and, and do they – do they do any – like do they outline how this control happens or are they just – they control it. Is it like do they have even any fake ideas? Like how – because sure. where's the connecti- t- connective shit for them? Do they care? Like, is it just... Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're always sketchy on the details. Right, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like... When something's bullshit, you better be... Yeah, yeah you better be really yeah. sort of fuzzy in abstractions. Mm-hmm. And that's what gives you sort of a little bit more plausible deniability. Sure, yeah. Um, but but uh, they think that sort of the, the, the world is basically controlled through um, uh, basically a worldwide sort of satanic cult, you know, basically. And also sort of like blackmail... And uh, pedophilia, and this is this is where the sort of the child trafficking comes yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they believe, and this is. I will talk maybe a little bit that soon. It's like there's not some of the the broadest grievances of mm-hmm. the QAnon community have some merit. Sure, and um, but but one of the things that they believe is that the basically Hillary Clinton and basically every powerful person that uh-huh. you see in Washington or even Hollywood uh, is probably guilty of uh, serious uh, crimes against children, which has been recorded. And, and this is sort of like how they're manipulated. And they're, they, they do it. what the cabal says, else this, uh, this horrifying information about what they've done gets released and they're sort of discredited and uh, you know, go, go to jail for, for the horrible things that they've done. And so that, that's what they believe. Okay, so they think they're... The pedophile thing trips me up because... They just think all these people are fucking pedophiles. Is that like actually what they think? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, worse than pedophiles. Actually, I mean, if they, it's like they believe, uh, I've learned a new word while researching uh, oh. QAnon that uh, QAnon people use sometimes, which is pedovore. Pedovore, which, which is someone who Sounds eats like a children. Someone eats children. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They uh, sexually abuse and ritually sacrifice and then eat children. I mean, which is. Wow. Insane. Again, there's there's no evidence zero of of you have know, like rampant. It was like child eating. It doesn't like where are sort of like the parents of these children? Exactly. Could, yeah. Is there is there someone who could come forward and say that my child has been right sacrificed? It's like it's like it doesn't. It's incoherent. But this is what they believe. It reminds me of. I mean, I don't know how familiar with the Satanic Panic in the eighties oh and nineties when is, the baby is. eating that that whole thing was. I'm I'm super. I mean, I've read a ton about that. Super fascinated by that period. Uh, and it's so similar. Like the, the ideas that you're t- telling me about now, it's like baby eating, the ritualistic Satanism. It's the same shit. Absolutely. Like all of the, like all the, all the tropes of QAnon have existed before in some form, especially the sort of like the whole occultish child sac- uh, sacrificing thing. For example, one of the beliefs that they have about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who is, of course, a genuinely a sex trafficker and awful person, genuinely horrible is, uh, person, uh, yeah, um, um, is that is that underneath uh, Epstein Island were these secret underground tunnels where uh, children were ritually sacrificed. This is directly uh, um, a callback to the Satanic Panic of the eighties, 
which uh, some people baselessly claim that uh, preschools had underground yes. tunnels. Yes, w- fucking that's true. The McMartins and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that it's, a, it's like it's a it's a ripoff basically. It is. <laughs> they can't even come up with their own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that just sort of resonates with a particular segment of the population in every generation. Yeah, that's that's really that's the, you know there there. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. There has to be almost total crossover with white Christian, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it does definitely appeal to evangelicals right. and um, who really believe that everything in life and politics is this sort of dramatic battle of good versus evil. Right. Um, yeah. It is definitely white evangelical Christians who are driving this. Okay. So uh, is this, this seems like a genuine, I mean, it's obviously funny, but it also seems like a genuinely dangerous ideology we're talking about they're they're talking about military they're talking about inherent evil in the other side is this something i mean maybe we don't even know this but i feel like is this something that law enforcement is concerned about widely not widely at all like how's that because it seems like somebody's gonna fucking haul off and do something genuinely horrible i think about comet pizza yeah you know what i mean yeah, that that is an excellent question of how aware like law enforcement is of QAnon and how concerned they are about uh, the possibility of this community doing something violent. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, of course. Uh, I, I mean, I, like, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I was like, I I filed a uh, Freedom of Information Act request to uh, the Secret Service, okay. actually, because. Um, uh, I learned that the, the Secret Service was telling people with uh, QAnon shirts to not wear them inside venues at Trump rallies. Interesting. And um, and uh, that super fascinated me because it, it meant that people within the Secret Service basically were told that uh, that uh, they should watch out for these people. So they're obviously aware of them. So there has to be some sort of document somewhere right. yeah, that yeah, talks yeah. about oh this is this is the QAnon people. We're, we're not going to let them in for this reason, or whatever. I filed a, a Freedom of Information Act request for those documents, basically. Uh-huh about QAnon. And basically I was told I was denied that request because oh. I was told it might reasonably interfere with a law enforcement proceeding. Ah. So which I mean I I'm told that that particular excuse is abused often so sure, it might yeah, might yeah, yeah. not be true or not but it's also possible that that yeah like federal uh, law enforcement is very much aware of these people and um, is doing something to keep track of it but what it might be I have no idea. Okay, so you mentioned the Great Awakening. Yeah, that. Tell me, like, what they believe that to be. Like, how is that gonna un- unfold? I, right. I guess. Yeah, or the storm, whatever. However, it starts. Right. right. Like, what is the crackdown gonna be? Good question. Yeah, I mean, the, the crackdown. They, yeah, the storm. They think is going to be first. It's going to have a. There's going to be some sort of dramatic mass arrest event where tens of thousands, maybe even a hundred thousand people deeply evil people who've been participating in this horrifying pedophile trafficking ring are all swept up and arrested. They're all, they're all taken into custody. There's a shitload of people. And then, uh, yeah, exactly. It's an insane number of people. It would, re- it would require uh, – some people even speculate that uh, civilian law enforcement would be insufficient. <laughs> like the National Guard will have to uh, uh, help take them into custody as well. Wow. So, so, uh, so all of these evil people are arrested and then – and sort of like very quickly, everyone will sort of see that all of these people uh, really were uh, doing everything that the QAnon community was saying. Right. And then and then everyone will sort of like uh, recognize, except for 
with the exception of the, they say that everyone will basically recognize that the QAnon community was right, basically, except for four to six percent of the population. Oh, that's they, the, they the, give us very specific. Interesting that. that they that they name the number. That's yeah, hilarious. they, they, they yeah, say yeah. that say that there's going to be a uh, uh, four to six percent of the population who are super hard headed and will never accept the truth, no matter how much evidence. Right. Uh, so yeah, the, so basically there's going to be the storm, the mass arrest event, and this will be followed by the Great Awakening, which is the realization that QAnon was right the whole time. And all of us blue-pilled normies who were scoffing at them, all of us doubters, will finally have egg on our face. Right. And we'll have to come to them and we'll say, what's happening? Please explain it to us. Right. And then these QAnon people, they will be the leaders, basically, of this transitional period right. of, uh, of uh, sort of uh, entering this glorious new age right, uh, right, right. Uh, as the uh, sort of the, the Great Awakening unfolds. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, my head goes immediately to that. My, I start to think, if... Let's say they're all right. Are you at the top of their list of people that they're going to fucking punish? Like, like how much do they all hate? They must hate you because you're out there and you're really out there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am certainly, is- I'm certainly more visible than them. Uh, here's the funny thing. It's like they obviously – they're irritated with me, uh-huh. but I, but they don't – they actually don't hate me. The, the funny thing is like uh, – because you're talking lot, about them, at least. A lot of them, they, it's like who they who they really hate is sort of like the the, the genuinely powerful people, like Hillary Clinton, and uh, people with like uh, actual uh, like wealth and uh, sort of political influence. Those right. people that they they hate, they see me as more uh, sort of naive, uh-huh. and they sort of they they think that I'm really irritating. They think I'm really arrogant. Uh, but at the same time, I'll be honest: is that they. The QAnon community, at least the ones I sort of I've interacted with, they'll they'll sort of like dunk on me sometimes. But some of them are surprisingly sort of friendly towards me. And, Interesting. And this is because they kind of see me as someone who, um, who, who sort of like at least understands them, and mm. um, who who sort of like all they want is really, and they think that I'm sort of like helping sort of explain this QAnon thing to the normies, at least. Ah, They see that, like, even, even you, you sort of doubter, you scoffer, it's like you will have a role in this great, great awakening. And um, what they really want, really want me to happen is sort of like be humiliated. Sure, yeah, that, that's, course, that's, yeah. They don't want me to be like sort of arrested and, and sort of like, or like killed or anything like that. Right, right, what right. They, what they want to happen is sort of the, the QAnon to unfold and then um, and then me feeling deeply ashamed of how wrong I was the whole time. <laughs> they, they've told me this specifically. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so uh, they so that's that's sort of their vision of what they want want to happen to me. I, I, I really, I mean, they think there are a few unstable QAnon people. Mm. But I'm I'm actually I'm not actually concerned that they will you know uh, act out in any sort of serious way against me just because I'm a sort of uh, kind of a prominent anti QAnon figure. Right, right, right. Also, that makes you think you know you're at least giving them attention, right? And in their mind, it's like that at least he's talking about us. And then I think when every time from at least the times that I've noticed when they're, they'll actually make it into the, what they'll call MSM mainstream media. They'll fucking be happy about it, even though they're shitting all over it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So to me, that says it almost speaks to the need that they have in the first place, which is nobody's fucking paying attention to them. And then now they are, and that in itself has to be a victory, right? Absolutely. Um, they, they consider, yeah, even critical media coverage just a huge win. They, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, um, 
is something that uh, I, I recently published an article for uh, the Washington Post talking about uh, the criminal community's reaction to the Epstein arrest. And um, I mentioned a couple of uh, prominent QAnon promoters, and one of them on Twitter, one of them is named uh, Joe M., and another one name is uh, Jordan Sather. Mm. And um, they very mockingly sort of like thanked me for like including them, even though I even though I sort of I uh, heavily criticized what they were what they were saying in the in the sure. tweets I referenced. Wow. But they were said said uh, you know oh thank you thank you for the publicity basically. Wow. A common thing that they often say is. Um, uh, all for a LARP, you know, a LARP here stands right. for live action role play. And, uh-huh. and what all for a LARP basically means that is that if QAnon is false, then why are you expending so much energy in the mainstream media to say it's false? It, or it's wow. like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's the idea is like, if it's so ludicrous, if it's as ludicrous as you claim it is, then you wouldn't even sort of, uh, mention it at all. You would just sort of like, uh, Dismiss it out of hand, and it wouldn't. It would be unworthy of your attention at all. The fact that the fact that uh, we're even talking about it is uh, is very validating to them. Right. That's that is super interesting to me, and also speaks to how they will f- they'll fit anything into working for them. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's they sort of like have this very strange. I, I guess sort of. Um, uh, epistemological rat, uh, ratchet, I'll call it, where, right. which they sort of like, it's like anything that sort of proves QAnon as false, they can dismiss. But anything sort of like tangentially sort of related to QAnon, whether it's sort of attention, where there's the rest of a, a, a sex trafficker like yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, that proves it true. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, right, right. They look at the stuff that is almost on their Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, yeah it's like, oh, you know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, for example, I mean, because it's been reported since 2006, he's, right. been, he's been doing the kinds of things that he was arrested for recently. Right. Uh, he's been mentioned a few Q drops. Right. And so consequently, since he's been arrested, since QAnon started, they feel like, oh, it's happening. Donald Trump, just like we said, is going to start rounding up all of the powerful uh, pedophile sex traffickers. The storm is happening, basically. And his secretary of labor, is it Alex Acosta? Yes, Alex, yes, Alex Acosta. Yeah. Isn't he the reason Epstein got... Off. Yeah, like how, yeah, there's it, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. He he is yes, he is the uh, person who helped uh, broker the uh, the sweetheart deal in 2008 that allowed Epstein to uh, basically he got off on a uh, fairly minor prostitution charge in Florida State rather than facing serious federal charges. Mm-hmm. He did uh, less than two years in prison. Even his prison time was it was it was basically billionaire prison. He had he had super super easy, um, and so. Yeah, yeah, the, the Alexander Acosta, someone in the Trump administration helped exactly. make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very, very strange. And they must have a reason. That, yes, yes. Right? They, they think that this was all part of uh, all part of the plan. Believe it or not, they thought uh-uh. that they thought that everything from um, yeah, that fame, for example, that famous quote of Trump about Epstein, about yeah, like right. about like how oh, Epstein is like he's a great guy and he's yeah. like he likes girls on the younger side, right, right, right. That kind, that kind of thing. They think that's like, oh, that was uh, – he mentioned that specifically because he knew he was going to take down Epstein eventually. They think wow. that this was – all of it was part of the plan to take down Epstein. Now, of course, the insane part of that is that you would have to believe that Donald Trump knew you know, Jeffrey Epstein was a serial uh, pedophile and uh, sex trafficker you know, 17 years ago and did not you – know, 
uh, do anything sort of serious to sort of like move on. He he allowed Epstein to continue abusing right, children. Right, right, right. It's it's absurd, but uh, this is what they believe. They believe that. <laughs> They believe that uh, you know every everything that that looks like Epstein might have had a sort of close relationship with uh, uh, Trump or anything like that. This is sort of like smoke and mirrors, basically. Right, right, as right. Part of a plan to take him down. What I find when I hear about that, because because I mean, well, please, we have to get into the JFK Jr. thing and all that, but but not, but what what I think more more about is the plan, the plans that I've made in my life, even the ones that let's say have worked out right 10 year plans 15 year plans what i wanted to do when i was a kid what fucking plan works that well ever like that doesn't even sometimes a little bit happen like to have done that in what like 2002 like you said like that's just so long ago who how could someone ever even believe that the long view here is even ever attainable even by accident let alone plan i mean you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, they believe in that this whole plan thing is is almost deterministic. Right. Yeah. Is that they they believe um, that it was it was it was so perfect that uh, I'll give you another example. Yeah. They believe that the Q drops that, that that are being released they were planned down to uh, the second that they were going to be released. Okay. Wow. They think that they think that is like and also every sort of uh, Trump tweet. Um, is like the, the 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 second that they're released was done on purpose, and even Trump's misspellings oh, are done on purpose. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I, I'll I'll give you I'll give you one one thing that they did is that once uh, Trump misspelled um, uh, was it Adam Schiff's name, uh, mm. Congressman Adam Schiff's, to uh, Adam uh, Shit, as okay. a, a, he replaced the uh, two F's in his name with two T's, uh-huh. and the QAnon community believed that by replacing those two F's. He was calling attention to uh, those two Fs, and he's trying to signal uh, that there would be a false flag, FF, coming up soon. Whoa. And so they believe that that misspelling was was intentional and it was a signal. It, was, it is a very strange belief that, like, everything that's happening was foreordained right. and everything, even strange incidental things and even sort of things that appear to be mistakes right, right, are right. all purposeful. Right, right, right. So when we say they believe this, how does – obviously Q drops it, right? But there's also like – there has to be – because because he's so vague, there has to be discrepancies between what even the people who believe Q in QAnon believe, right? Yeah. And this leads us into all crazy weeds, right? Because people believe – some people believe certain kinds of crazy shit and other people believe different kinds of crazy shit, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean the, basically what happens is that um, there's there's this board on 8chan called okay. Q Research. Got it. And uh, on Q Research, there are a bunch of anons and they, they take the, uh, the, the information, the Q drops, and they try to uh, interpret them. They try to basically spin a narrative from whatever the very cryptic, hard to decipher Q drops mean. And uh, the ones that are sort of like catchy, the ones that sort of like sounds good to the QAnon community, right. those often will get sort of like posted on other social networks. So they'll create a graphic that sort of like uh, um, uh, explains what this sort of uh, QAnon drop interpretation is. And the ones that are sort of like go viral, that sort of gets folded into the narrative. Okay. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. and, um, and then uh, on top of that, there are also people who are what they call sort of like QAnon decoders. Okay. And these are people who are often you know, 
pretty clear uh, sort of grifters and scammers who make a living by interpreting the Q drops. Sure. Wow. And uh, uh, one big one is, is a guy named Praying Medic. Praying Medic? Praying Medic. Wow. I love the handles. We've got to get into the handles at yeah. some point because there's some I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so for example, so basically, praying medic will uh, will will take the uh, the day's Q drops or the week's Q drops, depending upon how often Q is posting, and then he'll sort of like he'll take a uh, he'll create a sort of a tweet thread explaining what they really mean. Of course, yeah. yeah and then he'll uh, and then he'll create a YouTube video, sort of like of him reading his his uh, Twitter thread, <laughs> and he'll take the audio from that from that YouTube video to create a podcast. Uh, sort of like, so he can sort of distribute his particular interpretation wow. of these Q drops. And that's, that's another way people sort of like get meaning out of it. There are basically these sort of like these basically QAnon sort of clergy or high priests. Right, 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 right. Who right. sort of like, who, who are, who are sort of like certain people are just a, drawn to that they trust to properly interpret the Q drops right. if they feel like it's too cryptic for them to interpret themselves. Uh, how, how, if, how many people like, I mean, there's no way to know this, but like, how how popular is this? Like, is this super fringe? I know it's getting bigger. Like, do we have any sense of like how many people actually believe this shit? So there is there is no good data on this, unfortunately. Right. I it's like if if anyone who is uh, um, uh, has maybe twenty thirty grand to blow on a really solid nationwide poll, on, right, 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 on, yeah. uh, and uh, please please reach out to me. I would love to yeah, consult yeah, on that yeah. so we can get some really hard data on uh, how many people believe this. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, there's no good data. But here's and it's also kind of complicated by the fact that for every you know. Out and proud QAnon plea uh-huh. for everyone who's sort of out there posting constantly about it. There may be many more QAnon believers who are more quiet about it. Right, right, who just right. sort of passively lurk and they sort of watch right, and they right. believe and they think that it's, it's all true, right. but they aren't interested in participating quite sure, that much. Yeah, yeah. So it might be uh, the people that we see just might be the tip of the iceberg. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, but here's what I can tell you. I mean, the uh, it's like the the Great Awakening uh, subreddit, which has since been banned. Like at its peak, was super super active and it had you know seventy thousand subscribers. Whoa. Many of these uh, these QAnon YouTube decoders, they have subscribers in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, there's and there's an untold number of people on like Facebook who believe it. I, I mean, I, like any number that I can provide you with the size of the QAnon community is going to be uh, a speculation and estimate. But it would not surprise me if it numbers somewhere like the mid hundreds of thousands. You know, that's wild. Wow. I mean, that's. I mean, I believe it, but I also definitely don't believe it, if that makes any <laughs> sense, you know. Um, but, okay, so I brought this up before. I This is like, I got to say, this is like my favorite part of any of this shit, is the JFK Jr. shit. Can you please tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The JFK Jr. thing is so, so amazing. It's uh, unbelievable, yeah. It, it, it's so stunning. Um, so how this all got started is that there was a Q drop that basically implied that um, – Hillary Clinton was responsible for JFK Jr.'s death in 1999 and that okay. tragic plane crash in, uh, in the Atlantic Ocean that killed him. Um, and the reason that she supposedly killed him mm. was that um, 
that uh, she wanted uh, basically the Senate seat in in New York. Okay. And they, she thought that JFK Jr. was going to run for that Senate seat. And so because Hillary – there's also this sort of this prior conspiracy theory called the Clinton body count. Oh, I don't know that at all. Oh, yeah. There, uh, the, yeah, there's a, there's a belief that basically the Clintons are basically they're, – they're the top of this kind of mafia that sort of leaves dead bodies behind them wherever right, they go. Right, right, right. Okay, and yeah. They're, they're offing people in order to basically consolidate their political power. Okay. And so they, they believe that uh, JFK Jr. was just another victim of the murderous Clintons. Amazing. And so – so they believe. So this is something that Q believes. Now, already, this is insane. This okay, is baseless. Yeah, totally gone. Already, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, there's a uh, the National Transportation Board did a thorough investigation into the reason that JFK Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, di- uh, crashed, and the reason is is that he was an inexperienced pilot. He did not have. He had less than ten hours of driving the uh, flying the particular plane that he was flying then at night. Right. Uh, the conditions were hazy. I remember that? He, yeah. He likely was not able to find the horizon. Reason, we know very likely based upon a thorough investigation that he tragically died because of pilot error. Right, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 recovered all the plane. They did not find any evidence whatsoever of any mechanical failure or anything like that. We know with an extremely high degree of confidence why he why he died on that uh, July nineteen ninety nine day. Of course, they don't believe that shit. They don't they believe think any that's of that. Clinton yeah, it's all, all a cover up. All yeah, a cover up. Okay. But of course. Um, um, <laughs> So, yeah, so, so that's already crazy on its own. Yeah. Well, a sort of a small segment of the QAnon community, and this is sort of like a minority. This is like a sect. You know, oh, okay. So this is like uh, – This is not – yeah. The belief, started believing that JFK Jr. actually faked his death in 1999, and he was, he was still living and sort of helping um, uh, Donald Trump take down the cabal behind uh-huh. the scenes. And uh, Q, Q never said this. Now, this is something that really concerns me. Okay, yeah. That that people in the QAnon community can sort of like pick up on these wild beliefs, sort of like independently of Q. Yeah. In fact, uh, once during a Q and A Q&A session, uh, Q was asked directly by a QAnon follower, "Is JFK Jr. alive?" And then Q said, "No." N O. Period. Just, just no. Just no. They, he, the Q specifically denied it. <laughs> This was irrelevant to the JFK Jr. Live sect of QAnon. Wow. They continued believing it anyway. They believed it because, because of a phrase that, um, that uh, Q had said often, which is disinformation is necessary. Wow. <laughs> so now you can just believe anything yeah. you want, essentially, yeah, with that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, sort yeah. of like turns like, you know, what you believe into just a choose-your-own-adventure kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. It just becomes totally unmoored from even – the wildest fantasies that you might read or even um, what QAnon Q says. I mean, it's even literally going against what he says that's sometimes right. based on what you want to believe. That's right. That's right. So there is this, there's, there, so there is this sect that, that basically sort of broke off from the sort of like the mainstream QAnon Amazing. belief, which is crazy enough on its own. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, and they started and they started, yeah, promoting this, this, this belief. And in fact, in fact, just recently, um, uh, Q, Reiterated that sort of that the old that time when uh, he had denied that JFK Jr. was alive to try and get these people to stop believing it because they're concerned that basically that the JFK Jr. Live sect is making QAnon look bad. Wow, I know, which is which is uh, dumb on its own. Like like 
so many things about this are so dumb and insane. I mean, I, some of the things that I would even argue that JFK Jr. lives is sort of the craziest belief within QAnon. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's all so incredibly dumb. It but, is, but, yeah. But, but they thought that this was a PR problem. But um, yeah, that, that sort of concerns me a little bit. The way that uh, Q totally loses control of some segments of the QAnon community. Right, right. Okay. That leads me to... I mean, I know we don't know, and I know no one knows, and I know this is the whole point, but like in your mind, you're so familiar with all of this. What the fuck is Q, whoever's doing those posts, doing? Like, what is the point? Just like, obviously, it's if it's not true, someone's just out there either absolutely insane themselves or trying to fuck with a bunch of people. Do you have yeah. a sense of which it is? Like, I mean, like, yeah, what, what, is, what exactly is the sort of the purpose right. of the, the real people behind Q? I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, no one knows. There's some sort of speculation about who the, the people who are currently behind Q really are. It almost certainly has changed hands a few times. Sure. Uh, who the, the, sort of like the real puppet master of Q. But uh, there is a great deal of speculation, let's say, that, um, that the, the people behind Q are the uh, people who are profiting from the QAnon conspiracy theory and the QAnon okay. community, the people who are having uh, live streams, the people who are selling merch, the people who are selling books. Ah, yeah, so yeah. and so, this is a uh, money making operation, and they sort of uh, are able to sort of like uh, pretend to be Q uh, uh, one day, and then and then interpret the drops the second day. And uh, right, so, right, right. So a, a few names have been have been thrown out. Is uh, Coleman Rogers? This is a uh, is is. He also goes by Pamphletanon. He's someone who hosts a uh, YouTube live stream called uh, Patriot Soapbox, <laughs> and um, and uh, he is someone who has uh, been been suspected to be one of the people behind Q. Uh, people often also suspect Praying Medic of being mm. one of the people behind Q. Um, and there's some evidence to suggest both of those people, and it's probably it's almost certainly a, a team, a small team of people. Uh, but who it is exactly, it's, it's still unknown right now. It's just so so weird to me. Yeah, that I mean, wasn't there? Tell me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there like some really big selling book on Amazon for a little while about the QAnon, like some written by someone that believes in it or outlining yeah. it or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a book called QAnon: An Introduction to the Great Awakening, and Amazing. this uh, this particular book peaked at number two on the bestseller list on Amazon. Not number two in any particular category, the number two of all books. Holy shit. <laughs> Very briefly, I think it was like two days or so, it peaked, it peaked at number two. Uh, yeah, this was written um, by a, uh, a handful of uh, people. One of the editors is a guy named Dustin Nemos, who's certainly po another, possibly one of the scammers behind Q. Again, mm -hmm. we, we don't know exactly. But yeah, there, there is a book that sort of it contains a sort of like a, connect, a collection of essays about Q proofs and what the, what, the Q, what the Great Awakening entails and why it's so important and uh, lots of the other topics. So, I mean, I, I'm sure it's as vague as they can keep it, if it's, especially if it's a scam just to keep making money. But have they said when they think this is going to happen, this, this, this storm Great Awakening thing? No, of course not. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the well. I mean, in truth, actually, they have said what's what's going to happen. At least a, a small segment of the community has said, but the date keeps changing. Right. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. One day that they thought it was going to happen was um, December eleven. Um, sorry, pardon me. It was uh, November 
eleventh, uh, two thousand eighteen, okay. uh, because they thought that because Q said that a parade that would not be forgotten would occur on this day. A parade that not be forgotten okay. would occur on eleven eleven eighteen. Very cryptic. Again, this is like sort of Q's style, where, sure. where it, it's never very clear about what he's saying, but it sounds very exciting and mysterious. <laughs> and um, so, so a lot of people thought that what that meant was that. All of the evil deep state people would be arrested prior to that people, and then they would be marched through the deep state through the uh, streets of uh, D.C. on that day, and so everyone could sort of like see who all of the evil people were. So this would be the parade that wouldn't be forgotten. The sort of like oh, wow. the defeated deep state would be marched through the the streets of D.C. Like something out of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Basically. So so they thought that. Basically, it would happen on uh, eleven eleven eighteen, and before eleven eleven, of course, eleven eleven eighteen passes. Uh, no one's no, there aren't any big arrests. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not even sort of a parade that wouldn't be forgotten. No one can sort of cite a special parade that happened that day. Yeah. Um, so uh, the so and so that didn't matter. Of course, they they made this prediction. It didn't happen. They let it go. They moved on. They made the next prediction. Another another date they said that would maybe happen is December the fifth. Um, and, uh, of course, December the 5th passes. It doesn't happen. Another date that they thought it might happen would be January 1st, 1999. And they thought this would happen because there were some sort of rules about uh, military tribunals that were changing that day. And they thought that once those sort of rules were, were, were changed, then then all the deep state figures would be arrested. Again, January 1st, 19, uh, 2019 passes. It just doesn't matter. I mean, this is, um, I mean, this is classic, uh, you know, sort of like a cognitive – dissonance sort yeah. of uh, management yeah it's, it's something that we see a, a lot in the sort of cults yeah it's very true it's super common in cults i just is there ever any explanation of like from q even a bullshit reason why it doesn't happen did they just not even ask because i'm sure their instinct is to be like oh there's definitely a reason why it didn't happen yeah we just trust in q to have been disinforming us on purpose yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. In fact, remember that phrase, uh, disinformation is necessary. So they, they, they believe that when they are sort of led to believe that a date is all going to go down, right. it is coming, and they were deceived, they, and that date doesn't pass, they feel like, well, we weren't really deceived. Who Q was really deceiving, who Q was really speaking to was the deep state, who was who is also following the Q posts. Of course. And so when Q said that, you know, um, that uh, you know something big was going to happen on D5 or a parade that wouldn't be forgotten was happened on 11, 11, 18, that was disinformation to trick the enemy, to make them expand ammo or uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, make the, or, uh, basically trick them in some particular way. It's all very, very vague, but right. they, yeah, they believe that yeah, that, that whenever the Q lies, whenever Q says bad information, they don't say that, oh, Q was lying to me. Q was right, lying right. to the deep state. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, you know, this actually, this is happening now, so we might as well talk about it. The Epstein thing, I, I, the, actually, my first, my first instinct beat past, wow, this is fucking horrible when I'm reading about these details is, Oh no, QAnon's going to have a fucking field day with this. Of course, of course. That's that's obviously of secondary importance. Yes, and, of course. Seeking yeah, justice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I'll confess that I had the same thought. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, and they and they absolutely did. Yeah. They 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 felt you know, extremely validated that this was all this was all going down. Um, they feel uh, they feel like. Mm, 
it's almost like it's very strange because, like I said, they uh, accused Epstein of things that uh, ha- still have no evidence, right? Everything in the indictment was stuff that was that you could read, you could have read about in the mainstream media more than a decade ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's not it's not new information. It wasn't the. Yeah, the uh, the outrage over Epstein wasn't that it was everything he was doing was wholly unknown. It was that he didn't face justice for uh, for a lot lots of these credible allegations. Right, right, right. Um, and so, but but regardless of that fact, regardless of the fact that they had nothing to do with Epstein's arrest, regardless of the fact that uh, that the person who probably uh, deserves most credit for helping bring Epstein closer to justice is Julie K. Brown of the Miami Herald, who right. did an incredible uh, series about Epstein and uh, all the uh, all the uh, young girls that he had victimized, called "Perversion of Justice." Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I mean. This particular uh, this mainstream media reporter right, right, have, right. at a newspaper uh, did what. QAnon thinks that they're doing basically, right? Yeah, even the, and they they don't recognize that because they can't give credit to the mainstream media. Um, I have seen that they're like taking credit for having blown this story. Yep, which yep. is incredible. They feel yeah. they feel validated. They feel like they feel like it was like an accomplishment. Again, they uh, they had zero to do with it. This was the this was the result of. Uh, an incredible, uh, tenacious shoe leather reporting on the report of uh, Julie K. Brown and right. and uh, and also uh, the the prosecutors of the Southern District of New York. Right, and it has again z- zero to do with QAnon. They're just sort of like and they're sort of like posting and memeing in the sort of their masturbatory way and spreading crazy conspiracy theories. It accomplishes nothing, despite that fact. They feel like they deserve credit for Epstein's arrest. It's it's strange. Yeah. You know, and I think I'm thinking for some reason it just popped in my mind. I'm remembering this. Um, what the fuck was it? I think it was a picture of P- Mike Pence at some airfield, and there's a there's a Navy SEAL or so, there's a Marine there with a Q on on them. Like, it, so it's 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 there are people that believe this who are doing jobs where they get to hold guns and shit, and that concerns the shit out of me. So like, yeah, what's up with? People in the military actually believing this shit. I mean, yeah, it, it was very militaristic, but yeah, what that particular uh, photo that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, like what happened was that uh, the that the official um, vice president Twitter account, basically not Pence's personal Twitter account, the, okay. the official government Twitter account that will change hands once he leaves office. Sure, yeah. Tweeted out a photo of uh, of Mike Pence at, uh, at an airfield with uh, members of the Broward County uh, Sheriff's Office in in Florida. And one of these officers had a pat, had a QAnon patch, basically. Right. And uh, and a lot of people uh, took notice of this. Uh, I think I think Jared Holt uh, of uh, Right Wing Watch mm. noticed it first. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it was quickly deleted. And then sort of they, they made a new tweet without without that photo. And that particular <laughs> officer, I, I forget his name, he was actually consequently demoted. He was. He was. He wow. was. He was demoted in, in, for uh, basically uh, ca- causing embarrassment to the um, to the uh, Broward County Sheriff's Office. Um, so I mean, so I mean, it's good that sort of like at least sort of the leadership of these these law enforcement organizations yeah. recognize that recognize that they uh it, it, they should not officers should not be associating with this insane uh conspiratorial movement right but still it, it is bizarre that a that a police officer yeah. would buy into this you you want you want your police officers to uh have beliefs that 
conform to reality as much as possible. Yes, correct. Once I they agree. start indulging in fantasies and they have they have some real, the real power of law enforcement. Yeah, I agree. It's it's fucked. It's it's strange. Yeah, I mean, I just think about. I, I remember the the uh, there were some like border patrol message boards were like the, on Facebook. I mean, this is not QAnon, but it seems to have some like overlap with this idea that our law enforcement is um, unbiased, let's yeah. say. And there are actually, the idea that there are actually people out there to protect everybody who are, who believe this specifically is fucking nuts to me. You know, I mean, yeah. you think it part of the, I don't know, training process or something would show someone to be unstable, but is it even for the unstable? Like, are there people who, cause I read this, I read this, this thing about the, the, I think it was in vice about this lives being destroyed by, by QAnon, all of the stories, the testimonials from people who have had loved ones believe this shit, they swear that they were normal, loving, whatever you want to call it, people yeah. before they found this shit. Which only makes me think more cult. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it is incredibly worrying. Yeah, like like how quickly seemingly normal people can get radicalized by this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what what I I really really hope that you know uh, law enforcement management is aware of this issue and uh, you know it as it acts as swiftly as the Broward County Sheriff's Office did to that particular officer. But, right, right, yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we just don't know how prevalent you know, these sorts of conspiratorial beliefs are amongst you know even uh, the military or law enforcement. It'd right, be horrifying. Yeah. Where is this even going now? Like, where does it? Okay, let's just play this all the way out. Right, let's say Trump hopefully loses in 2020 uh, what if it's a scam they're just going to try to perpetuate it of course um yeah i mean i i i mean it, i i have no idea i mean there are a few ways it could go down i mean they may sort of like change the story so that um trump as he leaves office is still sort of like uh, working behind the scenes and sort of, sort of convoluted way right. to take down this evil cabal, right. even though someone else is president. <sighs> um, so it might be a cult that follows Trump rather than follows the sort of like the, the, the office of the presidency. Right. Um, uh, that, that might happen. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. But what I'm extremely confident of is that regardless of, whether or not Trump wins or uh, uh, how they're going to react, they will sort of continue believing this basic sort of thing because right. that's what sort of the, the psychological literature on uh, sort of like these sort of cult-like beliefs uh, basically says is that once you are – once these people are heavily invested in the sort of like this insane belief is nearly impossible. It's, it's extremely uncommon for everyone to – for anyone to fall out because right. it is, is uh, unbearably basically humiliating to uh, to admit that you are so gullible right. and so duped and you've wasted so much of your time. People just – they would rather believe anything than that. Yeah, and sure, so and yeah. so and so. Consequently, I'm extremely confident that this is not a movement that will go away once Trump is Trump is out of office, or there's not a movement that will sort of like fade into, into oblivion. Uh, it might sort of uh, wax and wane, but right. um, this is something that's probably going to be sort of like with us in some sense for a generation, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that is a genuinely scary thought. Um, as I said, I oscillate between, man, this is funny, and man, this is 
fucking terrifying. Yeah, you know that's that's that that's basically yeah the the tone of her podcast is sure, uh, yeah. ultimately like we, yeah we, we 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 laugh and cry because uh, I don't know what else you can do once you have like you know uh, the, these people who just believe uh, these things are just so contrary to reality yeah let's talk about your podcast a little bit actually so uh, tell, tell, um, tell us about it yeah 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 q anon anonymous podcast i have uh, i have uh, two co-hosts uh jake rocktansky and julian field and uh we basically every week we uh we do sort of the q anon news which is sort of like what's sort of going down in q anon world that week mm-hmm. and then in addition we also talk we also tackle a particular topic within uh the q anon universe mm-hmm. to sort of like explain it we also have a lot of like a, a great guests that sort of help us understand what's going down. Um, like one, one episode that we recorded recently was um, on the topic of the 100,000 sealed indictments, um, and uh, and uh, which they be- which they believe baselessly. By the way, this is not true mm-hmm. that uh, that that will be unsealed and then take down all the deep state people. We got uh, um, federal attorney Ken White to help us sort of like sort oh, wow. through the, the the legal reality of uh, of what uh, sort of a sealed indictment entails and why they came to this confused belief. So it really we is it's a, it's a very interesting. So basically, we we what we do is that we we take the the insane QAnon beliefs basically more seriously than anyone else. We sure, yeah, to, yeah. We try to examine them. With 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 as open a mind as we can, we uh-huh. try to take a look at their claims and we see how closely they correspond with reality. And um, I mean, uh, like almost always, it's just it's just even when there's like you know uh, a gr- a grain of truth. Uh-huh. Uh, like for example, in Kate, we did an episode on Jeffrey Epstein where we talked about the very serious crimes that right. uh, that uh, he was credibly accused of. Um, even when there's a grain of truth, they always veer into sort of insane fantasies for no reason whatsoever. But yeah, we, we try to explore uh, um, what these people believe and how they come to believe it and uh, sort of like the tools and sort of um, online sort of uh, environment that allowed this crazy, crazy belief to uh, rise. Yeah. And so how, how long I, I'm a fan of it uh, myself. When did you, you said you started with, we started, uh, I was like, I joined the podcast uh, back in, back in October. Uh, I think, I think they, they, uh, I, I joined, I joined last. I joined, uh, uh Jake and Julian actually started it before me. Uh-huh. I think they were recording it since, since August, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So we've been doing it, um, for, for several months now we have, uh, I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, when we include the, the Jake and Julian episodes, I think we're coming up on a, a year in the podcast. Right. And so, okay. So how long, when, when did Q start dropping again? The very first, yeah, the very, that was October 2017, and the, yeah, I, I joined. Yeah, the it, but it didn't like really get. Big. I was going to ask, yeah, when did it like become a thing? Yeah, the, the, when QAnon didn't like really sort of like uh, break into the mainstream until uh, July 31st, 2018, and uh, th- this was the, and what happened was is that uh, there was a Trump rally in Tampa, Florida. Okay. And then, um, for the very first time, a bunch of QAnon followers, mm-hmm. uh, they showed up in mass in the crowd. They wore Q shirts. They, they waved around Q signs. They were unnoticeable. They were uh, unmistakable, unmistakable in the crowd. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So what, what had happened was that, uh, everyone who was watching this Trump rally wanted to know what's with all these yeah, Q people. I think basically. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And so, and so, um, and so the next day, in, in uh, August first, they were basically they were QAnon explainers in like every mainstream media source, basically, right, right, sort right, of like right, right. In, in order to like help the public understand. 
this this very very strange movement and it's very interesting because back then in july uh 2018 it was shocking to see a sort of QAnon followers at a yeah. trump rally yeah, yeah it was it was so bizarre and worrying now they show up at just about every major trump event they showed up at the uh fourth of july dc parade there, yeah. were, there were plenty of them out in force i was gonna bring it's like up, whenever yeah. there's a su- sort of a super sort of uh uh, patriotic event or there's sort of a, a event related to Trump, there are, there are going to be queuing on people, it seems like, every single time. The thing that, I mean, I saw some posts about that. I saw a bunch of pictures. The thing that, like, the image to me that encapsulates just the, the ultimate absurdity of the whole thing are, are the people at that, on, that four, on 4th of July, and they had those, uh, not masks, but pieces, like those things they hold up in front of their face, and it's just JFK Jr.'s face with a fucking MAGA hat on. Yeah. It's like the funniest and saddest, worst and best thing I, I've seen. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was so, yeah, insane. They had, they, they printed out, yeah, uh, before the event, there were online tutorials for, for QAnon followers that taught them how to print out this this particular image of JFK Jr.'s face wearing a MAGA hat Fuck, and how I to sort of, of glue it to a piece yeah. of cardboard and then glue a stick to it so you can sort of wear have it in front of your face for the 4th of July celebration. I mean, Absolute insanity. It, I mean, I know it's not this, but it, it just seems like they're joking. Like it seems like a funny idea for a joke, and I know it's not. I know they're dead serious, but you see the pictures; they're smiling, they're happy, they're holding them up in front of their face. It's it's something that to them right. it's celebratory. To me, I'm like, it's hard for my brain. I get I get legitimately confused because I think they can't be serious, right? I mean, th- that's sort of the, the biggest barrier to getting people to sort of like understand QAnon. It right. isn't just like people understand the basic concept of like, uh, you know, cults and conspiracy theories. That's sort of understandable. Right. What, what, what really trips people up is believing that they are real and they exist and they really believe this. For everyone, I, my, my father-in-law uh-huh. is, a, is a Fox watching uh, Trump supporter. Uh-huh. And when I explained it to him, it was when I explained it to him, it was the first time he ever heard of it. Right, he did right, not right. Pe- believe these people exist. He thought I was making them up or they thought they were doing a joke because it was so absurd even to him as a yeah, Trump supporter yeah, 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 yeah. That, that they thought like, like no, there's no way they actually believe all of this absurd nonsense right, and they, right, right. It, for like most people who have a healthy life it is incredibly difficult to imagine how a brain could accept this nonsense yeah. as real but it is, I think, is sort of a uh, strange sort of effect of uh, you know online radicalizations that it can sort of like it can cause people to believe these wholly absurd things that like most healthy people could never even dream of. Right, right, right. So I mean, if what, what's I guess like what's the advice to people that are on the cusp? Like, well, if they're if they're liable, like just go outside more. Like go outside more, oh, read a book, yeah, yeah. something like, like like interact in in the real world. Right. I mean, I mean, so much in this. Um, I mean, so much. What happens to these people is they they get sort of just sucked up on in these sort of like these online fantasies. Like you know, like get get a hobby, get meaning anywhere else in your yeah, life. It is yeah. than uh, than sort of like believing you are part of this sort of a digital soldier in this sort of like grand right. revolutionary event. Right. So, yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, I love what you do. I love, I love thinking about QAnon, even though it troubles me and keeps me up at night. This whole fucking thing is fascinating to me. It um, is, it is, it is. I mean, it's, um, it's yeah, again, it's like even though it's it's very it's very sad and it signals something 
very awful about the state of uh, mental health and, uh, and the, the, the state of sort of political discourse in the country. But it's a fascinating study in sort of human psychology. It really is. And yeah. um, it's a, it's a, it is a, it is a fascinating sort of study in sort of what the internet can do to some people who are maybe not properly prepared to pre- prepared to use it properly. Yeah, I mean, you think I, I, you hear, I hear I read a lot about alt right people getting sucked into that whole thing, and it doesn't yeah. seem that different. Except it's QAnon's funnier. I mean, alt right is only depressing and, and terrible. This is like funny until it's not. All yeah. right is just never funny, you know. But there's pretty similar otherwise, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, if I if I if I'm being, I mean, I, I won't know unless something serious happens. But uh, I'll, I would argue that the alt right is perhaps more concerning than QAnon for sure. Yeah, uh, because uh, you know, the QAnon, the people in the QAnon community. They're very. They're ultimately very passive. They believe that uh, the, the the military is going to basically take care of what the whatever grand revolution that they right. want. They're all armchair warriors. They're just there to watch the show, basically. So they're not pick up your arms and they're, fight. Yeah, they aren't people who say, "All right, now it's it's time. Pick up your guns. The re- the revolution is nigh. Right, right, die right. for the cause. They're nothing like that. Okay, yeah. So I mean, that's a good thing. At least there's that. Yeah, it, it, it keeps them. It keeps them sort of like passive. Yeah, alt right has a, has certainly has the danger of being much more violent yeah also with the there's a big thing i mean we talk about movies i guess to wrap up with this the idea that they're so influenced by movies but also so hollywood hating i see tons of shit where it's like i think even some handles are like grab the popcorn like sit back and, and like that whole yes, thing it's yeah. like get ready enjoy to the be show entertained yeah yeah it, it's the idea that yeah, it is. It's sort of like a promise of like vindication that you 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 are watching basically all of your political dreams come true, and all you got to do, all you got to do is know that it's happening. That's your role. Right. Sit and post memes on Facebook, and then watch it unfold, and then that's sort of your role as a digital soldier. Wow, digital soldiers! Uh, if you're listening. I don't know. Give what we say a little bit of thought because I'm sure you have already turned us off by now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we we care about you and we love you. Um, just um, maybe get a hobby or talk to somebody in a coffee shop or do anything. Yeah, I mean, I like I wish I really wish I knew what what uh, the solution is. Like I, but the sort of like again, when I say when you read the the psychological literature on you know radicalization, these cult like beliefs, they aren't they aren't promising. Like once you once you're really locked into them. It takes something really extraordinary for you to to come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that extraordinary thing comes, maybe not. But um, Travis, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, this is something that endlessly fascinates me, and I'm so appreciative of you coming on and talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, Travis. <laughs>